How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Ryan Wood, PackersNews.com, Green Bay Press-Gazette. So I saw this story, you know, floating around yesterday about all these positive cases, and the Packers might have had some guys too, and I thought, I don't feel like really digging into this. My brother's in town. I'm going to meet him out, socially distance, of course. I got a lot of NBA to watch. I'll just ask Ryan Wood about what's going on. So that's what I'm doing. I have no idea about any of this. What's up with all these positive tests that aren't positive, and how did it affect the Packers? Well, basically, positive tests and, and, and the, the way that COVID-19 is infecting all sports, including the NFL, is not enough. Now NFL teams have to deal with false positives. And that was basically what happened yesterday was that there were false positives um, that, that bore out to, to be false positives instead of true, genuine positives. Um, and it, it did affect the Packers uh, only in that it, it forced them to consider whether or not to hold practice as scheduled or not. Ultimately, they reviewed the data, realized it was false positives. Nobody was held out for COVID-19 related reasons yesterday in practice that went on as scheduled It'll go on as scheduled this morning, um, and it was just basically a false alarm. You know, I meant to ask you this on Friday when we were chatting because so far, I mean, you haven't really heard much. The The testing seems to be going fine. I mean, there were guys that had it at intake, and then, you know, they were on the COVID list or whatever, but, but so far it seems like these practices are going pretty smoothly than there was whatever this was this weekend. Sending it to a lab and then getting it back in New Jersey, it seems like, well, if, if a guy is positive, then he's had it this whole time that you were waiting on the test results seems weird. But other than that, are all the protocols, does everything seem like they are doing the best that they can to make sure that nobody does get the virus? And if they do, they keep it minimalized with what you see at training camp? Yeah, yeah. Short of actually being in the building and seeing with my own eyes, what it looks like and and how seriously guys are taking it 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 does seem that they are taking the protocols seriously they they talk about taking the protocols seriously um we've seen multiple guys um a lot of guys with their masks during these zoom calls uh pretty frequently so you know you you get the sense that it is something that they understand is is important that they are taken seriously you you never know what goes on behind closed doors but um this is you know this is a team here and and not unlike any other team that has reconfigured its locker room there's plexiglass in there there a whole bunch of uh changes that were implemented because of the protocols um so that they 
they've definitely affected change. Um, and you just wonder over the long haul how effective that'll be. But so far, uh, it seems to have been pretty effective. Okay, guys like Ryan Wood, Mike Clemens, or Mike Clemens, these guys are our eyes and ears with what's going on. Doing a great job. Follow Ryan at by Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette, PackersNews.com. Sort of a broad question, but who would you say is kind of in these practices? Is there somebody that is jumping off the page and you're like, wow, this guy, this guy's really making a case? Maybe a veteran and then and then maybe somebody else like a rookie or a, a surprise. Who are some guys that are jumping off to you right now? Well, Kamal Martin had himself a day yesterday. Um, when they got into the live period, uh, he had probably the most impressive play uh, of all practice. He, he, he timed the snap count perfectly and burst through the line of scrimmage untouched. wasn't the plan. He was supposed to be blocked, but it's just how well he timed the snap count, which is impressive for a rookie, uh, kind of an instinctual play, and dropped to Mario Crockett, three yards in, in the backfield. Um, it, it was it, it was just a heady, a heady play, and also, I mean, he showed a lot of speed. So he, he's, he's been impressive. He's been working his, his way uh, you know, into the rotation, and um, he's got a real chance to, to be one of those starting inside linebackers. It's early, and certainly he hasn't earned the job yet, but he's got an opportunity. Um, as far as veterans go, you know, Marquez Vadas Cantley had his second straight good day yesterday. Um, he's starting to stack some, some quality practices together, which I think is important for him because he's got the talent. Uh, you, you watch him; he's, he's he's big, he's fast. When he's catching the ball naturally, when he's in the right place, running the routes the way he should, it, there's no question he's got the talent. He's been able to do that um, lately. So uh, that's that's got to be something that's promising for this offense. What does the tight end position look like right now? I again, I don't know what you can tell me based on depth chart stuff, but I mean, how is you know Sternberger who's coming back now? Tanya, and I'm hearing good things about uh, Mercedes Lewis, of course. What has that battle been looking like? Yeah, Robert Tanya had a, a key third down catch in two minute yesterday um, over really good coverage from uh, Vernon Scott. Uh, jumped over Scott and, and caught a, a pass for about 15 yards from Aaron Rodgers on third and three. Uh, you, you look at at the tight end group; it's it's so situationally based. I mean, it's almost like a bullpen where you've got different guys for different roles and and different uh, you know matchups. You know, Robert Tanyan and Jay Sternberger are your, your move guys, and um, especially Sternberger. I mean, he, he showed that he could he could block. But they're kind of your receiving threats and guys that can move around the formation. You've got Mercedes Lewis, who is, uh, as he said uh, yesterday, a, a dying breed. Uh, he's your classic in-line guy who is a blocker. Um, he's in an offense that really suits him well because Matt LaFleur um, values what he brings as a classic in-line blocker. He wants a blocking tight end for this run game. And that's what Mercedes Lewis provides. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and and receive 100 yards in a game. It's just not going to happen. But he is a guy that, that can help this run game significantly. And then you got decided Guara, much the same. Um, he's a guy that can line up all over the formation, including fullback, H-back. Um, so he, uh, he, all you look at the four of them, that they're really versatile in terms of uh, compared to each other. They've got diverse skill sets. 
and can be really employed in different ways. The bullpen analogy, I think that's a good way to put it. Ryan Wood joining us here, PackersNews.com. One guy that I often look for updates on is is Rashawn Gary. How close does he look like a like a first round talent? I know it was a year ago, and I tend to think that the year he got under the two Smith brothers is just going to help him. But I've heard he's a little more explosive this year. Yeah, he's always looked like a first round talent, especially in one on one drills. Um, from the, his very first practices in pads, you get him one on one. His athleticism is just too much for most offensive linemen to handle. He's too quick and, and strong. That, that, that size-speed combination is, is very much rare. The, the problem has been getting that to translate to 11 on 11. And you're, you're right. I think that him sitting last year and learning from the Smiths, you know, Mike Smith is outside linebackers coach who came from Kansas City. Compare Rashawn Gary sitting behind the Smiths to Patrick Mahomes sitting behind Alex Smith. Uh, his rookie year, and, and being able to learn and letting the, the raw, natural talent to kind of just incubate and, and to, to add the, the knowledge of the game to it. Uh, so that's you know, it's obviously high praise. That's not to say that Rashad Gary is going to turn into the defensive version of Patrick Mahomes by any means, but um, he, he's a, Mike Smith's a guy that would, would understand the analogy. He saw both. Uh, it's just the 11 on 11, you know, Gary's, he's getting an opportunity. Mike Pettin has made it very clear that he wants Gary to play more snaps this this season. He wants to preserve the Smiths more through the regular season than they did last. He did last year. And even still, Mike Smith said it himself. This this defense is a defense that schematically utilizes those three outside linebackers on the field at the same time. You got Darius Smith that can play in interior with his hand on the ground or outside. Same for Rashawn Gary, inside or outside. You're going to see all three of them on the field quite a bit, I think, as well. More of a question for how you are kind of soaking this in. Do you notice, like, with no preseason games, do you notice is intensity up a little more in these practices? Because this is the chance that these guys have to really fight for their position battles and to fight for their jobs. Have you seen that reflected in how hard these guys are going? Well, there's no question it was yesterday. The uh, the last period of practice, period 19, live tackling, the first time since I've been on the beat in 2014, this is my seventh training camp, the first time I've ever seen live tackling on Rainiski Field. Never seen it before. It was the first time. And it's not a coincidence. I mean, they, they have they have to incorporate some of that into practice because you're not going to get any of that otherwise. And it's also not a coincidence that none of the starters were none of the none of the full time starters, that guys that have starting jobs locked up, uh, were participating in that t- live tackling drill. You are not seeing Aaron Rodgers out there with Devontae Adams being rushed by the Smiths. Uh, but the guys who are either fighting for jobs or on the roster bubble, uh, they got an opportunity, the coaches, to, to, to evaluate those guys in live settings. And you got the C.A.J. Dillon for the first time running in full pads with live tackling, and it was impressive. You, you know, a guy that, that stood out in that setting that I'm not sure you would have noticed Otherwise, I thought was was KB on Into the, the cornerback, uh, the second year cornerback, because he's got some physicality. He was in, he got put put his nose in a lot of plays 
He was making tackles. And that's, I mean, you almost forget watching these football drills that there's an entirely other element of the game that is, at the end of the day, especially for defense, it is the most important part of the game. Tackling is what it comes down to. And you don't see it a lot. So, um, you know, it it was a good period for the coaches to be able to evaluate that. In terms of intensity, no question, it was a different notch than what you ever see when it's not live. Yeah, it's good insight, man. I I was wondering about that, and it's they got to do it sometime. So you know, this would be obviously the time. Ryan Wood, we will talk to you again on Thursday. We'll hear from uh, you a couple other times on the station this week, but you and I will have a chance to bond again in a couple days, and I look forward to it, Ryan. I look forward to it too, Bart. Take care. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 